didn't he like pay a bunch of people to just yes. like just have fun in the office and like you know drink and do drugs and do make whatever. it look like <laughs> look like crazy, just have yeah. like oh it's a fun time it's more like we don't work not we work <laughs> 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 all right that that was the podcast let's let's wrap that was <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, it's all fiat. Who cares where it comes from at this point? <laughs> Here comes the <laughs> one world, one world, right? One world currency. All right. Well, okay. So Adam Newman, I, I believe the dude had a God complex. Like he thought he was God. He thinks he is God. And say and seems to be. Yeah. And he convinces others of this as well, uh, clearly, with, with what he's achieved. Uh, and then also starting his new company and <laughs> raising a billion dollars for that. Uh, but the, the question that I have for everybody is, how much did the pandemic impact WeWork? Because WeWork was on a good trajectory. Perhaps they were a unicorn and a bit inflated in their valuations. $47 sure. billion at its height. However, had the pandemic never happened, would they be in this position? Maybe not because I don't a lot of people so. starting to work from home, right? And so, will this this um, bankruptcy and the commercial meltdown is will it affect real estate, residential real estate? I don't know. I, I mean, there's still a lot of people working from home, right? Hey, if you're getting value from this episode, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Eighty percent of our watchers are not subscribed, so hit that subscribe button. There are. I think it could impact real estate in a positive way, it, residential real estate in a positive way, because they're turning some of this office space into residential, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially in like New York and uh, back east. So you yeah. can sleep in your cubicle. No, they're tar- they're actually converting the space to residential. So it's not oh. like it's not like come in and you know the office looks like the office. No, they're they're renovating entire floors of buildings into residential. Live oh, on good. one floor, work on another. Yeah, and then don't they have like at the bottom? Shop like on like even even floors are residential. Odd yeah. floors are, are don't they call, <laughs> Exactly. Aren't they calling those the fifteen minute cities? Yes. I've, I have no idea. Is that what they're calling them? Well, yeah. If you haven't heard that term, we well, won't go down a, that rap. There's a lot of those buildings that we talked about a couple of pos- podcasts ago from, uh, you know, like Evergarden uh, or Country... Con- Evergrand. Evergrand Country Garden, right? Okay, there we go. I knew my wires were crossed somewhat. But there's a lot of those uh, business blueprint or building blueprints, right, where they were going to put, like, literally whole floor shopping in these, in these skyscrapers that they were building where it's residences... You know, and then also some of the work. So I want to go back to what you were saying, Kayla, because I think that that's super prevalent that we went by quickly is would they have been successful if the pandemic didn't happen? And I actually think that they very well could have been because the the, the whole live work play thing boomed. And it's I think it would have continued to boom. However, COVID put some of that toothpaste out of the bottle that you just can't get back in. Right. Meaning that remote login uh, proving that some of it could be a very effective, right, where they're not having to have as much office space, et cetera, right? So they, it helped a lot of massive corporations potentially cut out a ton of overhead. So I don't know. That's, that's my, uh, my I think quick we work was kind of, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, too, because I think there was a lot of, didn't he, like, pay a bunch of people to just, like, just have fun in the office and, like, you know, drink and do drugs and do make whatever. it look like it's look crazy, like just have yeah. like oh it's a fun time. It's more like we don't work, not we work. <laughs> 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 All right, that that was the podcast. Let's let's wrap. That was uh, <laughs> we, we don't, don't work. work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Jason. Uh, that was good. That was that was good. Props, props. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we work going BK. Uh, SoftBank's stock doesn't seem to be moving much today so well, I'll, I'll do i'll do the market minute before you guys get okay. into that because we can talk about um uh you know talking about stock we have 
Uh, Remax went down like 10% today. Uh, Morgan Stanley, oh, did, I just, did I lose it? I think I lost it. Morgan Stanley came ba- basically came in and like downgraded their stock. Ooh. Wow. Um, Remax? Yeah, from like uh, um, an overweight to an underweight and uh, had had a uh, $9.50. Um, well, they used to have a $19 in, in something cents um, target. And now it's like, now they dropped it down to $9.50. And Remax stock went down like 10% today. Ooh, My goodness, that's and, a pretty and dramatic and they, hit. You know, they were talking about the lawsuits, and that's mm-hmm. and that's that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. So, well, even though they have the Missouri settlement that that occurred, obviously there's a lot of big boy They're lawsuits what? that are looming. Oh, it re- doesn't remove them, right? Remax settled. Well, so Remax when they settled with Sitzer Burnett, they also settled with Merle. Okay. The NAR, and I don't believe they can be included be at, in okay. Gibson the NAR because they settled. So yeah, it did protect them. In fact, Rob so Hahn might have been a smart play. Yeah, well, Rob Hahn said Remax and Anywhere were the smartest players because they settled and it shields them from future liability. Yep. And so all of these other brokers that now could be closing down to avoid getting drug into a class action lawsuit mm. are one of the safest places to go if you're a broker now is Remax or Anywhere. Hmm. Well, so do you think? Um their stocks going to continue to go down or do you think that that was the hit and then it can be corrected and, and go and go yeah, up from are, there? Is it a, should we now green light them and buy <laughs> and ride the wave back up? What are your, mm. th- what are your thoughts on that, Jay? Well, so Morgan <coughs> Stanley thinks the ruling could increase the risk of further litigation and expensive settlements. The bank downgraded Remax to underweight from equal weight and slashed its price target to $9 per share from $19 and 50 cents. Wow. So the new, over, the new forecast implies downside of sixteen percent. I I don't over fifty percent I mean, hit. Obviously, they're going to get. I mean, there's there's going to be more lawsuits and. If I were going to invest in a real estate stock right now, it would not be in a brokerage stock. No. Hmm. Fair. No, no way. I mean, no, it'd be like something like like an op- <coughs> like an open door, right? Mm-hmm. So, guys, want to hear a conspiracy theory that I have? Yes. Yes. Okay. Love conspiracy theories. <laughs> All right. A lot of times there's facts. I know. I was going right. to say that too. Halloween the theory just passed, doesn't mean it's <laughs> fake. <laughs> it's so conspiracy. It's real. I'm going to ask Colby to throw this insert up on the screen so you can see what I'm referring to. But what I have in front of me is a chart about investing in real estate technology and its increase over the years. So going back to 2013, we had about 519 million invested in real estate technology. 2014, we had about 1.2 million. 2016, we had about two. Well, you go to, or I'm sorry, 2016, this is in hundred millions. Uh, you go to 2017 and it upticks to three, 304, 340,000 million invested. And then when you get to 2018, we have almost $4 billion invested in real estate technology. Those in 2018, guys. What so happened? What happened in 2019? After 400 billion dollars pours into real estate technology, now all of a sudden we have two class action lawsuits filed in the end of 2019. Mm. When it goes from hundreds of millions to hundreds of billions, someone's like, "Hey, there's some good money flowing out there. Time to put our hands up." Well, now it's finally <laughs> time. Or they are the ones, right? Exactly, the ch- they're they're following the cheddar. So, was all of the venture capital that poured into real estate technology behind 
these these, these lawsuits. class action lawsuits that are now winning Get some of their money back yes. recoup well, some, of their even, some of their money back it's it's about market share right because if if, if they wipe out back. those people and now <laughs> yeah. they control the market share you know the the let's like we talked about last time the four million transact the 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 fallen four million transactions still represents almost two trillion dollars it represents so much control in in our in our country period what do you think keith well is that compelling <clears throat> yes and I, here here's why you know and unfortunately unless you're a part of maybe that money flow this is speculation but this wouldn't surprise me we all know at the end of the day as the little people that the stock market is highly manipulated oh, highly. and there's not the shit market. we can do about it, unfortunately. And the people who get fined, th- those are the little people too and they get the slap on the wrist. Those aren't the people behind the scenes really manipulating it. So what better way in the real estate world, you know, hey, let's, re- let's recoup some of our losses. Let's recoup some of our investment. What's the best way to do it? File some lawsuits and um, then that money flows back in right where it came from. I agree. I think it's happening. It's exactly what happened. That's manipulation. It and manipulation. when you have that kind of money, unfortunately, it seems like the foundation of this world of corruption, that's what it's built on. And, you know, well, it changed the future. Who knows? And, well, it's, and, pretty, and it's pretty hard to prove. You can't prove yeah. it. But, you know, there's there's things behind the behind the curtain that's happening that you that no one ever sees, you know, so. Exactly. The judges and attorneys talking and investors with the big money are all they're all they're all in the ballroom talking about how they're gonna <laughs> take over the world, right? They're gonna oh let's let's invest in all these you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in the, into this company and then let's go over here and let's take down NAR and so then when NAR is gone and all the realtors are going like that and then then the money, these big technology companies are gonna grow and make yep, and, manipulation and, and of markets. Take the market share. There we go. It's, it's it's just another form of politics. That's where you see these photos of left people and right people, and then that private party's all hugging and shaking hands and drinking together. It's all bullshit. <laughs> so reminds me of that movie Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> but how can we get in that room, guys? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I would do. We're some moving to good. Washington. I, just, right I would do some good if I had some power. <laughs> well, I don't Rest know. I think people just they, they they get sucked into it, man. There's just no way to. I mean, if you're good, then you're not in the you're not in the club. Mm, I disagree. I I believe in humanity. I really do. Yeah, that's called the white hats and the black hats. That's a whole nother conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. The 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 yeah the people with the money, the big big money, they're the ones who that's that's the president of the United States. It's not it's not the president. It's it's, it's, black it's the black yeah, it's the black rocks. Absolutely. It's the mm-hmm. it's the big conglomerates. They're the act. They actually they're the ones who control the elections. Control the company. The 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 country. Well, clearly we believe that there's some conspiracies happening here, but truly with the commission lawsuit, one thing that I will share is I met with a group of agents yesterday and talked through kind of what happened, some potential outcomes that we could see, how they can prepare themselves for the future. And one of the questions posed was, who is behind these lawsuits? Like, like who funded them, you know, and... I have tried to research and find some more information on that and have returned very little. So if you have anything to add to the conversation, please comment below or reach out to us and let us know. We would love to kind of dive deeper into that. Yeah, how do these really come about? Yeah, give us the juice. Where, how do these attorneys <laughs> go? Like, oh, let's just, let's create this this big this big lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So, all right, here with the viral vibes today, we're going to talk about housing affordability because it is going viral <gasps> 
because it is not affordable at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is like viral because it's the opposite of viral. You know, it seems like every news organization is picking up on this and, and repurposing this. And I think it's just, uh, it's a testament to where we're at today and how many people that aren't homeowners are really feeling like they missed the window of opportunity and that they're never going to be able to buy a home. So housing affordability hits a 39-year low. And what we know is that you have to go back into the 80s when rates were insane. I think rates hit 18% in the 80s. Uh, and housing now is less affordable than it was then. So kind of sad. Uh, what that means for people is that we need some, we need movement somehow. We either need rates to go down or we need home prices to go down. The experts are saying home prices likely won't go down significantly because Seven out of 10 U.S. mortgage holders are locked into an interest rate of 4% or less. And the people that are moving are the people that have to move, which are fewer. So, which is why we're seeing less listings on the market. We're seeing lower inventory on the market and fewer people mm -hmm. turning. So it's kind of, um, it's, it's a sad state for the people that want to buy but can't because interest rates have priced them out. What I hope is that we're going to see more down payment assistance. Maybe we're going to see more exploration into seller financing, maybe taking over uh, seller terms, maybe assuming loans that are locked in at a lower rate. So there are ways that you can make a move. If you're listening today and you're feeling discouraged, don't reach out to your local expert. If you don't have a local expert, expert reach out to us. We work with many wonderful realtors across the U.S. and can refer you to somebody. But there is hope. There is a way. And if you think that long-term real estate is a good investment, get in now. Over time, it has proven to be one of the safest, most secure assets. And, oh, guess what? You can live in it. So unlike a stock certificate, you can't live in that. You can live in your home and build that appreciation over time. No, you can, you know, use it for something else. A stock certificate can wipe <laughs> your backside. <laughs> <laughs> Depending even on the company. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Provides you a little bit of shelter in a rainstorm. Yes. <laughs> you up, I'm up. Yeah, I'll go. So in today's advice, I actually want to give you guys something a little bit different. Last couple of weeks, we've talked about, um, you know, some actual like strategies on how we could acquire new clients and actual different like workflows to be able to kind of scale up your unique value proposition. Today, we want to go just kind of hyper local. What is it that you're going to say to your particular prospect to actually get in them into transaction now? We all know that right now so many agents are struggling to do deals and they're struggling to start conversations. So first of all, I want to give you just a, a good old strategy. This is going to be a way to talk to a canceled, uh, uh, somebody that was had their house on the market that just canceled or their home just expired and even a version of this I can give you that uh, can actually potentially work for a FISBO. So here's a simple script for you. Um, uh, so phone rings, hey, Jason, this yeah, what's up, Elliot? Hey, this is Elliot, and hey, I'm actually giving you a quick call because I see your house on uh, Main Street. It didn't sell, and the reason for the call is I wanted to know if you were interested in learning about my Cash Plus home selling program. It gives you the opportunity to sell your house for cash, lets you pick your close date, improve the property, then that buyer actually goes and resells that property and gives you the difference if it sells for more. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, you mean I could flip my own home? That's exactly what I'm saying. Wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> but it also eliminates so many problems for you and your family, such as gives you that cash now, lets you pick your close date. That's Pretty cool, amazing, right? yeah. I, I would love to do that because I don't want to have to deal with 
all the showings and getting my house ready for sale. Ugh, with all the all the all the things I have to do every day and take my daughter to to school and to soccer practice and pick up the dog in the backyard and like dishes and then my teenager comes with all his friends and they like you know spill chocolate milk on the floor and like just a pain in the ass you know? it, jay's like so giving us a actually, little piece of his life world. right now <laughs> it's probably <laughs> a legit story world. so but but i'm gonna i'm gonna actually defend kyan and his friends so, so like legit like there are literally always like 10 guys at our house but they're not messy though no they're not but his kyan's room his is, room probably but let's is. play let's play off that i didn't know you were messy, gonna give me that just, in response but let's play off that real quick for the audience the reality of what you just heard is People live in their homes and sometimes giving them that certainty and convenience when the house just didn't sell and you could come in and solve a problem for them to get them top dollar and also get them to their next place in a time frame that makes sense for them, you're solving problems. And at the end of the day, when there's less transactions, are you going to potentially have to make more phone calls to find that person? Yes. Yes. But you, if you want to stay in the business and you want to close some deals, here's a pathway for you to do it. Now it's up to you to get into action and do it. I love it. Well, hey, you know what? Thanks, Jay. But he's being a little bit too nice and easy on you. And I'll, I'll give reality, real reality <laughs> of what typically happens. Well, what's my offer? Well, why, didn't you sell, why, why didn't you contact me when I had it for sale? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. But What's you know my what? offer? How much am I going to get? Hey, real quick. I understand that it wasn't the best experience. <laughs> what for about you these before? fees? I wasn't. Wow. <laughs> these fees are high. Didn't he, didn't, fees. he didn't even didn't say fees. fees. No. Can, I, can I handle the. Wait, hold on. Hold, wait. Oh, how many people we got on the phone here? <laughs> all of us. Okay, all cool. Everyone well, is on hey, the phone. I'm happy to talk all to all of you at here. one time. Just give me a moment to answer your questions no, quickly. No, but, but what, I, what, one, what I said, though, is legit. That's, no, that's what they. A lot is, of times and, what happens. And since Keith brought that up, this is where you actually have to disarm him. I love that, that he brought that up. Here's how you would handle that one. Hey, I understand where you're coming from, and it maybe wasn't the best experience that you had before. However, what I'd like to do is do a quick walk through your property so I could go to bat for you and get you the highest price, uh, highest initial price possible for you and your family. While I got you real quick, what's a number that's going to make sense for you and your family so that we could get you to that next place? That's good. That's good. That's good, Elliot. A million dollars. One million dollars. I want 30% over market value. All right. Well, I guess I'm up next. So we have the deal of the week. I'm not going to say the acronym this week. We'll just change it up every the week. The DAO. Okay, there <laughs> okay, we go. Jason Jason. It. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jason. So shout out to our veterans. Veterans Day is coming up this Friday. Yes, and I got a couple Day. little cool, real short stories to tell uh, for a couple transactions that are in process where I happen to know there are a couple veterans involved. So if you happen to be a veteran yourself, you know, happy Veterans Day, or if you work with any veterans in the future, you know, please take care of them because they might fit some circumstances that, uh, that we're experiencing right now. So one of them uh, decided to take the Cash Plus offer, even though, um, you know, there were some u- unique circumstances based on his, on his mortgage balance. He is purchasing a brand new property, so all of his closing costs and no down payment. So he's able to roll in some of the money into the current deal on the cash plus to make the numbers work. So sometimes when, you know, people have to come with a couple thousand dollars to the table at closing, majority of the time that does not make the deal work. 
of course, you know, we tried to work the numbers as best as possible for it to make sense for everybody. So why would somebody take the offer if they have to, to come to the table with money? Well, per the agent, I guess he has really bad, uh, uh, is it PTSD? PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. Yeah, PTSD. Thank you. Sometimes we forget the, 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 the exact. Yep. Yep. And just straight up does not want anybody in the house. Does not want to show the house said that kind of has panic attacks very easily gets triggered very easily. And we do hear those stories, right? We don't know what that individual went through in order for that to still stick with his life. And so I think that's kind of, it's a cool story to tell because now he's able to, to close free up that, that VA loan to streamline the process, get into his new build house will be vacant sell for, you know, majority of the time, top dollar based because it's going to be put back on the open market. And then, you know, based on that final sales price, he'll actually then put money in his pocket and it'll just be a nice win-win for everybody. So I thought that was kind of yeah. a cool little story, that you know, to, 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 to help an individual get through some of those personal struggles about what's reality for him putting a house on the market and dealing with that whole process. It's yeah. a real thing. P- yes. PTSD is a real thing. <clears throat> yes. and I think, yeah. um, you know, it, it probably does affect people when they're, when they're, you know, if you have other people walking through their house and they feel like, you know, the, the, the security is not there. Right. And so I get it. Yep. And then another one happens to be a veteran lives kind of in, uh, in a rural area um, outside of a big uh, metropolitan area in Texas. And so, of course, right, the, the, the buying pool alone because of the acreage Shrinks. from a cash offer perspective, you're probably not very many options out there. So this individual decided to take the cash plus. They've lived in there for quite a bit of while, didn't really do too much updates. So kind of needs a little bit of nip and tuck to, to kind of get it to the part to or get the property to where it's going to be a lot more desirable. So they did decide to go ahead and invest a portion of their uh, available equity to update the property, which is going to be done after they move out. And so again, the house is very cluttered, would not show well whatsoever in a traditional scenario. And so I'm bringing that up because because I know the agent was like, hey, this is a really, this is a really cool lady. She's a veteran. She's a sweetheart. And, you know, and I, I, I really want to try to make this work. And so, you know, we went back and forth several times in the transaction, you know, with the buyer uh, on what her needs were. And uh, it was really cool to, to make something like that work. So I just awesome. thought it was kind of kind of cool. cool. We have several transactions going with veterans. And here we are in November and it's about to hit Veterans Day. That's right. So. Yeah, that's cool. It's a, it's a good deal of the week. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's a double deal of the week. It's a DDAO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service, veterans. We appreciate you. Yes, and absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you'd like to add to the conversation, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and ring that notification bell so you get updated of new episodes.